0: Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to open this morning by showing you a picture. It's a very, very famous painting. It was painted in 1508 by the artist Michelangelo, and he painted it lying on his back under the chapel ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And what it shows, the painting is called The Creation of Adam, and what it shows is it shows God reaching out to touch this man that he's just made. And I want, you to, I want you to notice the energy in the picture. It is a masterpiece of a, of, a, of a piece of artwork. The energy in the picture is God straining to touch Adam. He's, he's kind of straining across to him. He loves him. There's, a, there's an energy towards Adam. And yet with Adam, there's a, a hand that's kind of like this. He's not really sure, is he? He's just been made, and yet, very tellingly, And correctly, I think, Michelangelo's left this gap between their fingers. It's a tiny gap, but it's a gap nevertheless. And in that gap, in that gap lies all the problems that we have. If we could touch God, if we could be connected to God, all our problems would be solved. And it was like that in the beginning when God first made Adam and Eve and nothing had gone wrong yet. They lived in a great communion together with him and they they met with God daily and they had this fantastic connection and relationship. But in this painting we see that there's a gap between their outstretched hands. And I, I want to say that we've developed a prop here to explain that th- this gap. And that there's a gap between people and God because of things that we do wrong. And people are on this side. And that you might think of that as the earth. And, pe- and God is over here. And you might think of this as heaven. And there's a massive gap between the two and All people everywhere are hardwired by God because he made them to want to reach him and to touch him. And so what we do is we try and clamber up to get to God and we do crazy things like kind of we try and make ourselves right before God. And we sort of, this is my heart and I try and make it right before God. And I think, no, I can get to him and I'll I'll climb up here and I can hopefully, you know, like hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll pass whatever entrance criteria there are to get to him. But the gap is still there because God says, you can't come in with that. And I'm saying, well, I've brushed it up. It's all right. It's okay. It's white on on the outside. It's good enough, isn't it? And God says, no, you need to understand that I can see what's on the inside. And so can you probably too from where you are. There's some stuff on the inside that needs to be dealt with. And it's called sin. And it starts, Jesus teaches that it starts in our heart. Jesus says that all the bad stuff in the world comes from within our hearts because we have stuff that is wrong with us. And there needs to be a means of dealing with it. There needs to be a means by which we can somehow take that stuff that we're constantly getting wrong and, and doing bad and put it somewhere. We need to get rid of it because we can't approach a God who is completely holy. He can't have that near himself and yet he loves us. It says in the Bible that that God dwells in unapproachable light because he is so holy. And so we can't get to him with this on the inside. And so we need a means by which we can deal with the problem of what is called sin. We have this stuff on the inside. And so God comes up with a remedy. God has a plan for dealing with the problem. He needs justice served. Justice has to be served for all the things that we do wrong. Lies, gossip, envy, greed, stealing, fury, the list goes on and on and on of all the different things that need to be dealt with by God from the stuff that we carry around inside us. In fact, there are far more sins than that. I've just listed a few. In order to overcome this, what Jesus does for us on the cross is takes those sins from us so that we can be reconciled to God. Ian, would you like to just come and help me? And we're going to put the cross in position to show you what happens as we deal with those sins. A couple of thousand years ago, Roman soldiers would have done this job putting crosses in the earth, dropping them into a hole, standing them there. And criminals would have been executed on crosses just like this, probably quite a bit bigger. But to serve justice, what Jesus does is he, he takes our sins from us. And if we are willing to give him the stuff that we do wrong, if we're willing to say, okay, Jesus, I trust by faith that you can handle my sin that it, I can put it there and if I put it there, then it's dealt with and that that then means that God will somehow see me in a better light, then I'm willing to try that. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to, to open this up, this inner place of me that's so, that I protect so much and I'm willing to take some of these things out of my heart and I'm willing to put them on the cross. I'm willing for you to take them for me. I'm willing to do that. Lies, I'm willing to take that. And it costs us when we do that because we hide these things in our heart because we think God can't see and we think that other people can't spot that we're doing them. But do you know what? They eat away us us on the inside. And if we don't deal with them and we don't get rid of them and we don't put them on the cross, what is going to happen to us? Because actually we end up carrying them around and they get stuck on the inside of us. But we need to get rid of them. We need to deal with it. And what we do when we come to church is that we get right with God. We come before Jesus and we nail these things to the cross and we make sure that they are dealt with because he was the one who take, takes all these things on himself and makes them go away for us. Have you ever had something on the inside of you that you really, really wished you could get rid of? Have you ever had something on the inside of you you thought, oh, I really wish I didn't do that? I really wish that wasn't there. I've had things in my life that I've hated about what I've done in my behavior so much that I've even envisaged somehow being able to extract them. This was before I was a Christian, by the way, where I was able to somehow extract them and then pulverize them. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but I wanted to just get rid of them so much because they were so horrible. I was so angry about stuff I was able to do that I just saw the results of and I thought, this is so bad. And when I became a Christian, I understood there was a way to do that and that God, Jesus had done that for me and now of course my heart's empty and it hasn't got loads of trash and dirt on the inside anymore and I just kind of think well I might as well give my heart to God I might as well give it to him I've, I've done all of that and he's taken it all for me and I'm just gonna lay my heart there because he has got the ability to do that and then I look at Jesus' heart on the cross and he beckons me and he says, I've got something for you. And I wasn't expecting this in my journey to Jesus. I just wasn't. He has something for me. He has a new heart for me that's been overlaid with the blood of the cross. And it's there. And it means that, as the Bible teaches in Second Corinthians 5, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. And it's all, of, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task of reconciling people to himself. But not only do I get a new heart and that's the St. George cross and that represents Christ's blood overlaying our lives and making us right with God, but he also has things for me which I didn't realize he would have. He has life on the inside for me. I get life and not only do I get life now and a much better life now, I get life forever because we follow him through the cross and through the grave, and out the other side, and we celebrate that on Sunday. But I get that. I get that. That's amazing. Don't you think? I get freedom. All these things I was carrying around in my old drossy heart that was full of dirt, he's taken them on the cross. They're gone. They've been dealt with at the cross by him, and I'm now free. If you're somebody that struggles with addictive patterns in your life, Keep taking that to Jesus and he will keep lifting it off you and off you and off you. And then one day you will be free. Might be overnight, might not be, but keep taking it to him. I get hope. Imagine living with this all the time. It gets you down. I am forgiven all the bad stuff I have done. I am forgiven. I'm set free. I end up having a righteousness that's not my own, that overlays my heart and makes me right with this person here. For the first time ever. I'm okay before God. I'm included. I am not on the outside anymore. I belong. You belong. If you've done this process and you've taken your heart to Jesus at the cross. Do you know what he does? Not only does he make you a new creation. He adopts you into his family. You become a new creation adopted into his family. And you belong to him. You are part of the family. And I can take all these things and I can put them in my heart. My new heart that he has given to me. Because I've been born again, spiritually speaking. And I can put these on. And that means that I'm good with God. And he's good with me because all these things are no longer in the way. And that means that if I want to get into heaven, if I want to cross over, the cross is something that I can cross. And I can step across and I can walk across with him. And he saves me. And that means I can be with Jesus in heaven. I can be with him can be with him. Would you stand with me and say something with me that will come up on the screen? Take it to the, far, the final slide, George, please. Why don't you say this with me aloud and then we're going to go into a time of communion. Justified me before God, emancipated my heart, saved me from myself, untangled my self-esteem, spoke life over me, cleansed me of shame, healed my wounds, redeemed my life, inspired me to love others, smoothed my rough edges, took my place on the cross. Amen. Amen.